Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Muvios podcast. Today is April 8th, 2020. And today I'll be joined by my buddy Jason Golf, old buddy from childhood. We're going to be discussing a few things like uh, topics going on around the world. How have you been affected by them? And also like things that we do to keep ourselves and our families busy. So what's up? How have you been? Pretty, it's pretty basic for me. Any day alive is a good day, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. So, how have this whole thing happened to you? Because you live down in what, Laurel? No, no. I used. I, I went to school in Laurel, but um, I live in Oxon Hill now. Okay, uh, so you're in PG County. Yeah, PG County. That that I haven't left out of. Um, this second PG County roof from Riverdale, Greenbelt, now been Oxford Hill. But um, uh, as far as like everything that's happened with COVID for me specifically, um, the type of work I do, I'm in IT. Oh, okay. So, um, thankfully, um, my job is I'm considered essential. But I of get course you are. Home. So, so that's, that's a bonus. So with you working from home and with the kids being home and the wife home too? Yeah, ugh. Every, everybody's home. Um, so what kind of chaos ensues <laughs> from that? Because I'm pretty sure you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> was, uh, thankfully, I'll say my, my kids are probably normal. Uh, they got cabin fever. They had a... They miss going outside and miss their friends. Um, I would say the struggle as far as with them is becoming their teacher. Oh, oh, that right <laughs> there is the real one. Math. You know, when I graduated high school, that that was it. I didn't want to do any of that anymore. So that's that's probably about the the hardest thing with them. And then um, uh, let's see, because my oldest is thirteen. Okay. And and she, you know, so she's becoming a teenager. So those, you got those challenges. Um, and then my son, this is his first year in school. Oh, so he's <laughs> let's not get him uh, comfortable with uh, this whole being at home thing. <laughs> yeah, no. So this is this is almost normal for him. Uh, you know, because he had a daycare prior to this year, so he would be home some days, be at the daycare. So. Uh, so this isn't affecting him the same way. The hardest thing for him is not being around the friends that he just made. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for him. Now, my daughter is a little bit different because, you know, she, like I said, she, she's 13. Right. So she has her friends, her social network. I mean, granted, they can see each other or she do, you know, different social media things, um, FaceTime. Instagram and all that good stuff, but it's not the same. Like, okay, you know, like, can I go spend the night over their house? No. <laughs> can I go spend the night over here? No. Why not? Because of the this virus that you don't understand exactly what this is. So it's like you had to stop being a child for a moment to really grasp the concept of what's happening. That's been the hardest thing for her. My wife, she's uh, she's 
working on her master's right now. But no, let's see. She hasn't been working. She's had an internship because of the type of program that she's going to through school. Okay. Um, and with her internship, it deals with PG County Public Schools. So she's had to be home because the schools are shut down, at least right now. Right. So it's been interesting for me to see all of them home, and then with her being an intern, she's a part of different meetings and things. So, right. Seeing how the school system is honestly trying to adapt and use technology in a better way than what they have been, trying to interact with their students, setting up Zoom meetings with you know the children and how the teachers are handling things. It's been interesting for me in that aspect. I think it's interesting for everyone, like just trying to see everyone maneuver with technology that they've never used before or they use before, but like aren't really good at it. Like, for example, I'm watching my son and my son, all he wants to do is like play the games, do Minecraft. But like just as soon as we tell him this is educational Minecraft up zero interest. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> you're still putting together blocks dude you just have to solve the equation nope nope zero and then he wants to run around he wants to play and he's starting to get cabin fever too but his cabin fever is displaying a little differently he's uh he's on animal crossing and he's beating the animals with the nets like <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> like he's never done this before i don't know what this is about like this is just totally frustrating. Besides that, he took the screen off of his mom's uh, phone. <laughs> and she can't get it back on because it was one of those sticky ones. So, like, she was frustrated and, like, their interaction together. Like, life for me is pretty much normal. I'm still working. I'm still going to work. I'm still coming back. Like, the only thing that's changed is I have less hours in me I'm polyamorous, so, like, I can't see my other partners just because of how everything has been going. Just like, you know, your daughter wants to go see her friends. I want to go see my friends and my partners, too, but eh, I'd rather not die, you know. (laughs) We got to balance it out. Yeah, Yeah. you know, unfortunately, no one's going to avoid it, but I I get exactly what you're saying. You want to die on much better terms. You don't want to just be pretty much given how you're going to die exactly right. you know I, I suffocation was never my choice of death <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I can dig that you know i, I joke around with my uh, a lot of uh, friends that i've had and i tell them that my home has become the office and i'm i'm michael scott and jim oh my wife is pam <laughs> <No>. <laughs> my daughter my daughter is kelly and my son is Dwight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds hilarious and chaotic all at the same time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's been quite hilarious. And uh, like what you were saying with your son doing that, my, my children have just, um, they decided to see how much patience they can really test. They're, they're doing a lot of odd things. Oh. But, okay. But not, not odd in the sense like, um, you know, my daughter's not opening her window and sneaking out at night. It's nothing to the extent of craziness. I, I would say yeah, that's... it's normal. Right. Um, normal testing the boundaries. It's just that it's happening more 
because, you know, they're around. Right. You know, the, the normal eight-hour to nine-hour gap of school is not there anymore. And then you have um, the, the whole dynamic, okay, well, um, like you were saying, you know, wake up in the morning, eat cereal, treat like a Saturday morning, you know, play some Minecraft, do whatever, and then go on about my day. No, you can't do that. Exactly. You gotta have some type of education, so... You're going to sit down, you're going to practice your handwriting, but why? Well, we're going to do this. I'm going to tell you to do something, and then you do it. Exactly. Now, if you would like to ask me that question again, you're going to, it's not going to like the response you get. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So All right, I'm going to practice my handwriting. Good job. <laughs> right. Enjoy schoolology. <laughs> Here, we printed out these sheets for you. Let's go on the internet, but only to do math problems. Yes. Math is infuriating. Uh, I don't, I don't know where Common Core came here before Barack Obama instituted his <laughs> education. Thanks, Barack. Common Core. <laughs> I don't know who tormented them as children, but this is just not the way to do it. Oh man, Common Core math is is not my thing. It's like you break it down, then you break down the breakdown, then you break down that breakdown, and I'm not for that kind of life. Like, before we even had the schoolology plan thing for Darian, we first were, like, just trying to piece together whatever we could. Like, at one point, I had my son taking Rosetta Stone classes. Like, he was learning Spanish. <laughs> he, he was... That's that was the best I could come up with. I'm, listen, I'm not a trained professional. <laughs> I, I asked... I gave him a choice. He could take Spanish. He could take, take Mandarin. <laughs> like <laughs> he had to learn something. Hey, hey, I don't see any problem with that. That's a lot better than probably some people have done. But a language that he can use later on, people are still hiring linguists, so that's a good job. He'll remember that for about two weeks. <laughs> like we're being realistic. He is nine. He is nine. We are going to speak Spanish once or twice and then after that he's gonna be like why are you speaking this funny language to me? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. much. After that, it's going to be like back to Rosetta Stone. So, yes, how has, you know, your mother been holding up and, like, your sisters? And you know, just, just full disclosure at this point, I've known you but since, like, 94 95 somewhere in there since dinosaurs roamed the earth pretty much yeah so you already know my mom has been slowly dying from red skin disease oh oh (laughs) oh that is unfortunate i am so sorry yeah she's been doing okay um i've I've called and checked on her i try to um yeah i want to visit her but at the same time it's tough because we're we don't live close. It's not like she's down the street or around the corner. And it's not even an aspect of driving to where she is. That's the real issue. I don't want to be the one to bring something to her because of someone else that I'm around. And I know as far as like the warnings that they're saying, it's more susceptible to people that's older. My mom's in her 70s. Right. So and she already has enough issues with her asthma and things. You know, her health isn't getting better she's not I, mean, I don't want to give a false narrative it's not like she's dying or going to go at any minute in that capacity but i know if she does get it it's going to be a lot harder for her to recover 
right. uh, from it than anybody else. So I've just been talking to her, uh, making sure everything's okay, um, make sure she gets her medicines, you know, that it gets mailed to her. So right. from that aspect, she's okay. Um, my sister, my nieces, and every other family member of mine, they're all doing good. My sister's been working from home even before it became uh, mandatory. Yeah. Uh, so she's been fine. She, uh, my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, uh, they, they've worked for the D.C. government since the 80s. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, then. Yeah. This is their yeah, thing, they, then. They're fine. They're okay. They're not hurting that capacity. They, they've been told to work from home, and they're in a decent enough position where they can still work and be paid. So in that regard, you know, it's a real blessing and, you know, not saying it to brag or anything, but for the most part, my immediate family hasn't been really affected outside of the fact that we can't see each other and hang out the way that we used to. Okay. Um, I will say the, the biggest things that I've noticed since all of this is going on just within my area, like um, I'm closer to Rivertown. Right. Scenes, uh, I mean, it's everywhere as far as the, the toilet paper and basic things just running out. Uh, the way that the people are interacting more with each other, it's been kind of nice in the, in the aspect. Like, um, most people are kind of cold. It's like, you know, it's not a real lot of hellos or how you doing. Right. But in the grocery stores that I've gone into or the... Um, few targets that I've gone into because of one not having a not one not having the medication, the other one having it. People have been a little more tolerable or um, shown some more compassion and patience. And then there's the opposite. There's no middle. <laughs> That's what's been the most interesting to me. So it's not you know tempered. There's no one in the middle. Like yeah, okay, I just let that roll off my shoulders. No, it's like it's okay. I understand. Oh, okay, you want to get it in, and we're gonna throw hands. Oh, <laughs> so that's so the most interesting aspect around here. So let me let me get this straight. There's a little bit of your area that's gotten better because of this. Like they're a little nicer in some places. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like <laughs> like like yesterday. They were like they're going to try to break everyone's legs, and you know this is just for milk. And then like. This whole thing happened. They're like, hey, what can we do for you? Would you like some tissues? We have extra. Please take them. We want you to live so that we can torment you when this is over. No, no. If, if, that, if that, that is, you know, it's Mr. Rogers and then um, Mr. Rogers from Saturday Night Live. It's not like it's the <laughs> The people, I would say, I know the majority of your audience may not. Uh, well, they might. I feel about it, Judge. You know, Project Passion, if you ain't from here, you know, you shouldn't be here. If you ain't from Mount Rudd, it's, it's kind of like Trish Rudd, said. If you ain't from the ghetto, here. don't come to the ghetto because you wouldn't <laughs> understand the ghetto. So stay the fuck out of the ghetto. With some of the people that are here, it's like instead of giving them the side eye look like you, you know you don't belong in here. It's just like, okay, I want to make sure you get what you need and you get out. and then other people it's like they were looking at something they were going to get it okay you know what I'm trying to find this do you have it 
you know what, give me one second, and I will look to see if we have it, whereas before it was, oh, if it ain't there, we don't have it, and then keep on moving. Right. That's what I mean as far as it's changed a little bit, because I, I, I truly believe that everyone is seeing what's really important, and it's not so much, you know, your physical things or what you have is more about the people that are around you and your limited interaction. So it looks like they've changed in the aspect of how they're dealing with the people that they do get to come in contact with. So after this is all over, which like realistically, I don't see this ending anytime this year, in my opinion, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just being realistic. How do you feel that this might change the way you interact with people? And will you uh, be back to hugs and handshakes when this is over? I don't hug everyone, but I do give everyone a handshake. So you're not scared to shake hands after this whole uh, virus that's floating around? Mm -hmm. Or in the future? (laughs) I I know I will get back to it, but I will put it more on whoever I interact with. If you want to shake my hand, cool. If you don't, I get it. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm taking it. Like, as of right now, keep your distance. Six feet, six feet is great. If we can do a little more, we just yell across the parking lot. That's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I I try to try to be kind and cordial to everyone. Um, but yeah, after after this, I'm just not 100 percent sure how like um my friendly interactions will go just because i'm not sure i'm going to you know greet people i don't know if i'm going to continue to greet with handshakes i i may do a nod you know wakanda forever type thing or something like that you know from now on but yes there we go there we go all right, Jason. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. As far as, like, all this stuff, I know this isn't going to show anymore. The one thing that's honestly going to be hard for everyone, in my opinion, is to go back to what they term deemed as normal. Right. Uh, they, you can't go back to normal. And I'm, I want to say for some people that are, uh, actually have the, the opportunity to work from home and they were told that they couldn't do it before and now they're doing it, how are you going to tell them that they can't do it? Good point. And then you have um, different people, <laughs> um, let's say in um, in politics. Like for me, I'm I'm a Democrat because that's what I put down on paper because I want to vote for who's going to be in there. Right. And you know you don't get that option if you're independent. Right. But everything that they said against uh, Bernie Sanders creating a stable, not a stable, what is it, um, a, uh, not allowing landlords to raise up their rent. Yes. But that was called socialism, giving people minimum wage of $15 an hour, but now they're essentially, even though they're essentially making less than, or like just at the poverty line, if not below it, but that was socialism. It's, exactly. It's a lot of things that are happening that 
I would like to say are going to wake people up to see what's really going on, but I just don't know. This is what I've been talking about with my friends for the longest. When it comes to Bernie Sanders, like he pretty much suspended all donations coming to him and he's putting it into getting this virus, having research yeah. done for the virus. He's exactly. Off- I'm like, how, how do you not want someone like that to be your leader? I have, you know, I have my own different opinions about all commanders and chiefs. I don't think right. anyone is going to be unanimously loved for whatever reasons. I mean, Bill Clinton was pretty decent, but there were things he did that were just like, "Come on, man, really?" Right. But you know, every Bernie Sanders has been the same. Since the, I want to say, 60s? Since the 60s. Preaching the same message. He's got, people have pictures. This man has receipts. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And and Medicare for All sounds wonderful right about now. I'm just saying. (laughs) You know, but that's socialism. Why would you want the government to pay for it? Well, who was going to pay for it before Right. I mean, it, it, however you want to look at it, taxes is how the government pays for things, so it's not free. No, and that's what he said. Yeah, but people don't view it that way, and that's not the narrative that comes out. And unfortunately enough, people don't, I won't say that they don't read. Don't do the they research. They choose not to be informed. And they choose, choose not. not. That's, that's key right there. That, I'm sorry? Choose not. Is is yeah, the key right there? To be informed, <laughs> because the information is out there. Now, granted, I mean, like heck, the I know you remember the the commercials with the person that uh, they were like, "Smoking's bad. Don't do it." Uh, gosh, ooh, uh, gosh, it it was like, "Don't smoke." I forget all of the ads they did, but it was like a whole slew of commercials that came out after the tobacco companies got sued. The people telling you not to smoke and giving you all the statistics for how bad it was was the co- was the tobacco companies telling you not to smoke their products. Yep. But they still made it. It's <laughs> like it's just so many oxymorons out there. It's, it's, it's crazy. But, but yeah, um, as far as your show, I, I get it. I understand why you didn't call it bag flags and glory. You would have had that's that's uh that's an another episode. That's another episode. That's that's my toxic episode. <laughs> Woo Those those were times. Those were times. I might have to edit that part out too. <laughs> All right. All right. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you for. (laughs) Thank you for the laugh. Uh, No no problem. I I couldn't let you get off the phone and not say at least (laughs) what. Of course. Of course. Thank you. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, hope to have you as a regular on the show. Yeah, well, done. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. All right, man. You enjoy the rest of this evening and your family. You as well. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. 
This episode of Muvios has been created, produced, recorded, and edited by Keith Small and co-edited by Catherine Bonner. You can reach the podcast via Muvios, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.